there's literally a million things you can do to create wealth and to make money. Mm -hmm. You just got to find the deal. Like once you finding the deal is the tough part, your exit, then you, you have a million different exit strategies. You can go yep. like once you find the deal, you, the money's, the money's there. You just have to figure out which Avenue do you want to go? What's going on guys? Welcome to the creating wealth podcast where I, Kyle from Kyle Curtin real estate interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building and personal finance industries. Let's build together. Hey guys, this week's guest on the podcast is an absolutely phenomenal investment focused agent with Cameron Real Estate and an awesome investor as well. You guys are going to absolutely love Steve. He has a really great real estate story so far and shares tons of value on this week's episode. Today, Steve and I chat about the power of buying a multifamily first before buying a single family systematizing your short-term rentals, focusing on one thing as much as possible, and so much more. We get into the weeds of a bunch of smaller topics as well, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. I know I ask often, but would you guys mind please leaving a rating and a review down below? I always love hearing your guys' thoughts on how I can make the podcast better. It, it means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 101 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, we have the great pleasure of chatting with Mr. Stephen Kenny, a marvelous local investor and awesome real estate agent with Cameron Real Estate. What's going on, Steve? How are you, my friend? Super excited to have you on here. <laughs> What's going on, Kyle? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored, man. This is episode 101. That's crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I, yeah. I was hyped after. Um... I'm super psyched. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I was You're super hyped to, to have right you now. on here. That's great. <laughs> Definitely. So to yeah, kind of no, jump I know. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that, man. I'm, I get a little excited. But, um, yeah, Dude, me too. Know. I think we both do. Exactly. <laughs> so let's jump right in, man. You know, tell us about kind of your your superhero backstory, if you will. You know, how you kind of um like grew up, like how you got into real estate. Like, tell us the whole shebang. So <clears throat> I'm from Stoneham, Massachusetts. Um, lived here most of my life. When I was in my twenties. I moved like early twenties. I moved out to California, lived out there for three years in Southern California. And, um, how I really got into real estate was, so my buddy back home, he had his real estate license for years and he didn't really do much of it with it. And, um, he was doing rentals and things like that in the city. His first sale, my buddy, Ian Crotty, his first sale, he sold, like a $3 million building or a $3.5 million building in the North end. And he double ended it and he made like this huge six figure payout. <laughs> so he called me one day and he's like, yeah, he called me one day. He's like, you got to hear this. Like I just sold this building. This is so easy. Like we should just do this every time. Like on his first sale, he's like, 
you got to come back to Boston. I'm starting up brokerage, get your real estate license, come work for me. And I was like, Oh my God, over a hundred K on a deal. Like that sounds wow. amazing. I'll be there. And like, I, I drove home like a couple weeks later and got my license right away. Damn. That's insane, man. Holy crap. Yeah. It was crazy. Like literally his first sale. So now I'm like, wow, I want to sell buildings. Let's sell $20 million buildings, make even more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was great. That's nuts, man. Holy crap. Was it a, um, like a single family or a multi? It was a multi, I think it was like four units in the North end on a nice street. Damn. Yeah, I want to say it was like between three and three, five, but he, he double ended it. So, you know, you're looking at between six and seven (laughs) million right off the bat. That's a big commission. Yep. That's insane. So yeah. Yeah. So I was like, and me and him are so competitive. So I was like, you can't be making all this money without me. I'm coming back and I'm going to sell buildings as well. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, yeah, man. So tell us kind so of like that was my first thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, you know, that was my first, you know, real um, push into real estate. You know, I never had the desire to do it before that. But then I was like, I'm going all in with it. Of course. No, I, I don't blame you at all, man. Like that's, it's yeah. insane. You know, like almost like opening up your mindset to like a whole nother place. It's like, holy crap. Like there's this, this thing that like, you know, if you work super hard at it, like, like you can make all this money and everything. And like, that's, that's insane. Like that's crazy. You know? Exactly. So has a limit. Exactly. You know? So how was it, you know, kind of coming back from, um, from there, you know, back to Boston, jumping into real estate, like, kind of take us to that point. You know what I mean? Like what was kind of going through your head? Like, all right, like, let's, you know, how are we going to like build this business and, you know, like just got your license and and ready to jump in running. <laughs> so yeah, basically um, I got, I got home from California on a Friday night and the next morning was the first day. Of- I jumped right into class and um did that for two weekends, then took my test, but I kind of like started working at the brokerage, just get, getting used to it, like before I even passed the test, just to like get yeah. into the swing of things. And then um, I was in Beacon Hill and then um, uh, I started doing rentals. Like we started cranking out rentals. And I remember like our bread and butter was like Craigslist and you got listings and Zillow and we were just putting up so many ads and like first month I was like my t- the top rental agent at the company there was probably like eight or nine of us at that point so I was like wow this is so easy and I remember doing so many rentals and making such good money I didn't even want to do sales I was like wow I can just do this this is easy you know so that's what I was focusing on in the beginning that's killer, man. Wow. It's funny you say that about the rentals too, yeah. actually, because like recently, like that's something that I've kind of wanted to experiment with. Definitely not in the Boston market, <laughs> but I'm, I'm kind of curious if, um, if something like that could be a lucrative strategy, you know, in some of these other markets, you know, like a Lowell or like Worcester, or I don't know, it's, it's something I kind of been, you know, having some conversations about, but the sky's the limit, man. You know, like I, 
I hear it once in a while of like like agents making an absolute killing in in Boston, you know, doing like these like two, three, five thousand dollar you know rentals and everything, and and like absolutely killing it. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, no, you can make you can make um you can make a lot of money. So, uh, yeah, it's funny because I bought my first house basically just off of rentals. Solid. Because I was crushing. So I shifted my focus on like traditional rentals where in like 2015, all these brand new luxury buildings were getting put up and they were paying full broker fees. And these places were like, you know, 2,500 plus like 2,500 range anywhere from like 2,500 to like seven or eight grand. And they were paying a full, yeah, they were paying a full month's fee And they were given the tenant like a month or two free just to get these buildings filled up and stabilized. So what I was doing is there was, there was probably like six or seven buildings that I was targeting, focusing on. And I was getting, you know, a handful of these every week and just banging them out. And that was where, yeah, I shifted that was kind of too good to be true because then it, when uh when all these buildings got built and filled up it kind of dried out then they would pay like uh the brokers like five hundred dollars and it wasn't worth it to me so after that i really shifted into sales yeah you know i don't blame you man that's that's nuts though like to to have it like last for so long like that though and like it it stinks that they you know kind of made a shift but (laughs) wow I know. I know. I mean, you know, nothing lasts forever. It, it was too good to be true. It was, it was great. So I, I actually lived in one of those buildings um, in Everett, the Batchard. It's like right next to the casino. And I was doing so many rentals. Like I would wake up, go downstairs, tour it. They'd sign. Cause it was like super sick spot, like lofts. And that would be a day's work. You know, I get a $3,000 broker fee. <laughs> wow. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of avenues you can make money in real estate. Like, and and that's just rentals. That's nothing. Totally. Yeah. So to kind of transition, man, um, buying your first property, did you go like right into like, uh, like house hacking and stuff or kind of jump into a single family and kind of explore the investment side, like later on, like what kind of, um, what kind of like went from that? So my first house, um, two family, I bought a two family in Woburn because one of my mentors at the time was like, always buy a multifamily first, always buy a multifamily first. If, you know, you can get most of, if not all of your mortgage paid for, and then you can always get a single family later. But the thing with multi is it's like, if you lose your job, get fired, whatever, low on cash, at least, you know, you're getting the rental income. So he's like, that's always a good idea. So, I mean, and it was the best move I ever made. I'm so glad I did it. Um, Great first investment. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, man. You know, I I definitely feel the same way. It's, um, it definitely is kind of cool, you know, to, to have that income cover your mortgage and hopefully some of the other expenses i mean like even like just kind of starting off you know and 
or maybe after like a little bit of stabilization, like, you know, turning a unit over, raising rents, whatever it might be, but it's, it's game changing, man, you know, and it's definitely, um, definitely something I feel like that's becoming more like popular as time goes on, like, you know, in, in society and stuff like that. And like, I try and tell some of my buddies about it. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> so one of my buddies actually, um, we were out to dinner at uh, Razo's in Somerville phenomenal place by the way guys so the complete side note but absolutely love that place but um we were out to dinner yeah, never heard. it's it's delicious man it's great but um so me and my 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 buddy that I grew up with we uh we were out to dinner one night and I was telling him about the whole real estate thing and like I, I have before you know kind of sprinkled some stuff in and he's not really the most into it which you know totally fine or whatever I, I get it but I was, you know, kind of telling him, I'm like, and running him through some numbers and stuff like that. And I could see the gears starting to turn. And I'm like, dude, I'm like down the line. I'm like, whenever you want to buy that first property, like, you know, I'm more than happy to like partner with you on it. Like I'll manage it. Like, I just want to have him get a taste of like someone else paying your bills. And, and he went to college and um, I'm like, oh man, I'm like, you know, let me ask you this. I'm like, what if like, the cash flow from this property could cover your student loans. And then he started to think a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, let me know. I'm like, you know, we yeah. can work something out. I'm like, I want you to experience, you know, experience this. I'm like, even if you only get like one, two family ever, you know, and like, like I'll manage it. Like we'll figure something out. And, um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, man. Like it's, it's absolutely game changing. And like, to be honest with you, like I, I don't know. Like I, I never really envisioned like buying a single family right off the bat or like the only reason I bought a multi was, you know, to use it as a tool, you know what I mean? So to get to the next one and the next one and the next one. And I mean, eventually, um, yeah. eventually I was actually thinking about this a couple of days ago. Like I think eventually maybe like a, um, you know, like a single family or just like a, a pretty decent sized two family in like Southern New Hampshire might be kind of nice, you know, to kind of fulfill like a different part of my life, I guess. And, you know, something to kind of call mine, but for now, man, like I, I totally agree with you, you know, like just buying, you know, the first multi guys, if you can, um, you know, have the rents covered, you can leverage the equity hopefully at some point. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it, it can be an absolute game changer, you know, and, if you can kind of delay the yeah. gratification a little, like it can go a long way. <laughs> exactly. I mean, 100% delay the gratification because everyone wants a beautiful single family to live in. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yep. But if you tell someone, listen, if you have two or three multifamilies, you're getting your single family paid for and then some. I mean, you could probably pay for your single on, yeah, on, on the two, two families could cash flow enough to get your single family paid for it. So when you, when you do it like that, you're like, okay, so you live in your single for free. I have two or three properties that are paying for that. And I'm making money every month. It's a no brainer. Totally. Man. You know, I feel like I've, I feel like everyone's, um, they hold back the most because they don't want to deal with tenants and things like that. But that's where, like, as a real estate agent, I come in, I'm like, listen, we screen the tenants like crazy. They have to have good credit good jobs, good references. You know, we do everything we can to get perfect tenants in there. So you don't have to worry about that. And once you do get good tenants in there, then it just, it just, you know, 
drives itself basically you don't really have to worry about much um but it's 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 interesting like you mentioned that your friend like he's not he's not really into that whole real estate thing because i mean most people don't know like it until i joined until i got my real estate license and had a, like a real estate mentor i didn't know like that multifamilies would be a, such a game changer and like buy them and get cash flow and live for free, make money every month for going to sleep. Yep. You know what I mean? And then it, when your mortgage is paid off, you have a fat asset ready to be turned into cash. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just, and then like, as you progress in this industry, then we got people like, um, like Tom Caffarella and, you know, Mike Weatherby, and John Bombacci, all these guys that take the multifamily investing to the next level, you know, they have 20 units, 50 units, 100 units, 500 units. Now we're talking multi-million dollar worth of, uh, you know, portfolios and, you know, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of cash flow every month. Now you're, you're, it's a whole nother thing, you know? <laughs> It's ludicrous, man. And like, like the sky's the absolute limit, you know, and it's, um, 100%. it's insane. And even like, one thing that I definitely like to stress is, you know, it's, it's not even like, being able to, to use, all right, so, you know, like, oftentimes, you know, people are like, oh, you know, like, it might take forever to save up for that first property and everything. And then, you know, it should get easier, like, as soon as you buy one multi, you know, get the rent and the equity and, you know, buy the next and like, it, it should kind of like, you know, decrease the amount of time like per building, like theoretically, but it's, um, it's nuts, man, because I actually, I first kind of experienced that not too long ago. And it took me two years of diligent saving to save up like 50 ish grand from my day job to be able to, you know, start looking for a house, have some reserves and, and that type of thing. And, um, you know, not too long ago, I got a letter from the company that holds my mortgage telling me that there's like 70K in equity in the property, like just from like less than a year ago. And I was like, yep. holy crap, like that's insane. You know, so now like it took you, it took me two years to save up that money in actual cash, like dollar per hour. And now all of a sudden, like, you know, you could use like a HELOC or something or, you know, whatever your strategy might be to then leverage that into the next one. And like, you didn't have to, you know, wait another two years to save up another 50 and, and that type of thing. Like, exactly. You leverage your debt. It's, it's ludicrous. It's not. It's like people don't realize. And, and what you don't realize, you think like these millionaire real estate guys, like, Oh, they must just buy these properties all cash and, and they use their own money. It's like literally just the opposite. They leverage all their properties. They take on huge debt yep. to buy bigger properties so they can take up debt there and they just keep rolling it over and rolling it over. And eventually, you know, you have millions and millions of worth of real estate. And then you have options like, you know, it's like Grant Cardone method and all that, like all these, all these big players, they know how to leverage debt. It's funny because it's like everyone basically shits on dave ramsey because he's like the no no debt guy and everyone's like that's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard because it is it's like how are you gonna who wants to pay off their whole mortgage and you're just sitting on a house full of equity that it's just sitting there like like yep. money in a savings account doing nothing for for you <laughs> 
Yeah, man. You know? It's fun- it's funny you say that too, because he actually uh he posted something on his Instagram yesterday that was literally like along the same exact vein of like, you know, not using debt and stuff like that. And I reposted it on my story and I'm like, oh, sorry, Dave, like real estate investors want, you know, as much good debt as we can get our hands on, you know, because we're assuming things go correctly. Like we're not going to be the ones that have to pay it back, you know, and it's like, (laughs) it's just, it's a different frame of mind. And I, I totally agree with you, man. Like, like I understand like the kind of angle that like Dave is going and everything, but when it starts to tie into like real estate and using multifamily, I feel like that's kind of where the disconnect is. And it's like just kind of two separate like schools of minds, you know, and yeah. <laughs> but um no, definitely it, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> yeah it's all it it it's so funny now. It's so easy to uh if you don't have like a, a mentor, but it's so easy to just follow all these people online, YouTube and Instagram and kind of get a really good feel of what kind of, which way you want to go with, you know, real estate investing, anything wealth. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of all at our fingertips now. It's this learning to put all this stuff into action because there's so many good resources right, right online, right on your phone, right on your computer that you can learn so much for. If you just take action with what they're teaching you, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really is a beautiful thing, man. Like in today's day and age, like just having all those resources, like, you know, right there, you know, and like, that's, that's the beauty of it guys is like, you know, like if you're, you know, looking for like that first two family or, you know, whatever it might be. And like, oh, you're not sure about like, I don't know, like insurance or leases, like literally like you could go onto bigger pockets and like search for articles, you know, on like, you know, and, and kind of learn Absolutely. about that type of stuff or, you know, find like an attorney and an insurance guy in your market and be it's like, definitely. Hey man, like, you know, and like all the resources are, are here, you know, and it's, it really is. um It's incredible. You know what I mean? And it's like, even like for all levels, man, you know, like if you're just looking for that first building or you're looking for like your hundred unit building, you know, and like structuring like big syndication deals and everything, like the resources are, are out there and the people are out there and like you know most of the time like everybody wants to help each other and watch each other succeed and like it's i haven't really found anything else that has a community like like the real estate investing community you know and it's it's beautiful it is (laughs) it is it's very beautiful yeah actually it's funny you mentioned bigger pockets because bigger pockets is like my biggest inspiration like David Green is an absolute real estate investing genius. There's no doubt in my mind, David Green <laughs> will be a billionaire off of real estate. He, I, everything that guy says, I listen to very deeply. He's very, very smart. Um, he just has it, he has it down. And, and I love um, Brandon Turner as well. Like the whole Bigger Pockets community is just incredible. Anything you'd want to find um is there and there's kind of how i got introduced to short-term rentals as well which is a whole nother strategy but um yeah. i learned a ton from them yeah yeah no i i totally agree man i um i'm just bringing up the uh one of the things closed on there real quick but um yeah you know and, and that's kind of the the beauty of it man is like there's so many um there we go that's better 
um there's so many different avenues you know like you mentioned earlier and like like it's so good and it's also maybe like a little annoying sometimes because like there's so many different options that you can go that like yeah <laughs> and like the, the the best part is is like all of them work you know like if you put enough work yeah. into like each one of them like you can absolutely kick butt in all of them <laughs> you know so oh i agree 100 percent, and that's kind of where i'm at like a um like a difficult road right now because there's so many like i've been listening to pace morby and like creative financing and sub two and seller finance and i'm like all right, do I need, do I want to focus on that and get off market deals that way? Or, you know, just traditionally find multifamilies like I have been, or, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, you kind of just have to buckle down sometimes and just focus on one thing yep. until you see it work, you know, and don't spread yourself too thin. Cause that's kind of my problem. Sometimes I'll hear of a good idea of some real estate person, like, Oh, this is what I do. And I'm like, wow, that sounds great. And it kind of like, sidetracks me a little bit yeah no I, I totally agree man that's definitely a struggle of mine as well you know it's like just kind of spreading yourself too thin and you know kind of like yeah I mean spreading yourself too thin but you know if you have like way too many things going on or like you see like way too many things that you know you want to get into and everything it's tough to like just kind of stay like grounded into like one or two of them when like you know, there's all this like cool stuff going on and everything. And you're like, Oh, you know, I kind of want to try that out, like taste that, like see if, you know, maybe that's what's for me. And it's, it's, it's hard to like, just buckle down, like you said, you know, just to one, but also have an open mind towards everything else, you know, and kind of find like that, that balance in there somewhere, you know, so like you can still have an impact on the things that actually mean the most, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it definitely can be tough, man. I, I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like there's almost like too much out there. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. But, but well, you know, it's not a bad thing. But if you can just kind of focus, listen to everything, keep it in the back of your mind, maybe one day pull it out. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm more of like super ADD. So I need to like focus on one thing or I'll just get lost. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. And I mean, the cool thing is too, man, is like at the end of the day, like we can have, you know, assets and like each of these different strategies. It's just that like maybe now might be the right time for one of them or might not be the right time for one of them. Like, you know, nothing says down the road, you know, when you have like a bunch of equity or whatever it is, you know, that like, oh, you know, like there'll be a flip down the road, like want to try that or, you know, like a, a short term rental down the road, want to try that. And you know, it's like just kind of like building that one bridge and kind of getting that like up and running and, and working like, you know, you're definitely able to, you know, kind of experiment, you know, with different avenues and everything. But yeah, to your point, man, like literally just buckling down to like one, getting it really strong. And then, you know, you kind of have some more options on on how you want to go. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the beauty of real estate, too. Like, there's literally a million things you can do to create wealth and to make money. Mm -hmm. You just got to find the deal. Like once you finding the deal is the tough part, your exit, then you, you have a million different exit strategies. You can go yep. like once you find the deal, you, the money's, the money's there. You just have to figure out which Avenue do you want to go? Do you want to wholesale it? 
you want to wholesale it? Do you want to um, buy and hold like anything? You know what I mean? Like bring partners in this, that you can do. It's just endless. It's that's why real estate's just an amazing Avenue. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally, man. So Steve, I do have a question for you. So what's kind of your, um, your drive and your vision for the long term? So my drive and vision is right now. So I bought a, um, a short-term rental back in January of 21. And so, and it's been doing so well this past year where I want to put multifamilies on the back burner for now and focus my time on short-term rentals. Solid, man. Is it around here or is it in like well, another part of the country? Yeah, it's up in Conway, New Hampshire. Nice. Um, yeah, we, we pretty much stole this this place and we put some money into it, made it perfect, and then put it up actually last October. And it's been um, it's been a great experience. I've been managing it myself and it's so much easier than I thought it would be. So I'm like, I could handle like four or five of these. So that's really what we want to focus on now because we love the short-term rentals because we go up there, you know, at least once a month, sometimes twice and free vacation house. But when we're not there, we rent it out, make great cash flow, And I just do everything from my phone. Like it's just boom, talk to people and it's, uh, it's easy. That's beautiful. Yeah. How um, when you bought that one, like, did you have to kind of like stabilize it at all? Like, you know, like, um, yeah, you don't like do any repairs or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not like uh, multifamily where, like, you, you got to find tenants and and get the rent roll up and everything. But um, yeah, it was um, it was in pretty rough shape, which is what, you know, good for an investor if you're willing yes. to put in <laughs> the time and money. But um. Yeah, we made it, we, we basically gutted it and um, made it brand new, everything. And then we fully stocked the kitchen, fully stocked the bathrooms, everything. And um, the reason why we bought this, though, uh, it, it, we did get it for a good deal, but it, it was, it's right on the Saco River up in Conway. So it's got 100 feet of waterfront, which is you don't see a lot of waterfront for that price. So we were like, oh, we got to get this place. And I had the vision for it, like, oh, people would love to rent this. Um, if it's all, if it's all done, we did like exposed beams and all that. So, nice. you know, it's like a, it's like a farmhouse. Yeah, it's great. So it's been, um, it's been perfect. That's cool, man. Yeah. And like, how was it, you know, kind of getting the, um, the systems up and running and like, um, that, I don't know too much about SDRs, but you know, like just kind of uh, systematizing things like as much as you can, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> it's way easier than I thought. Um, literally, I watched, um, I, w- I watched some YouTube videos. I read one book from Bigger Pockets that I found and um, I kind of just dove right into it. And once you learn the Airbnb platform, it's super, super easy. It's user-friendly. So I just use everything I skills I had as a realtor marketing wise, like took phenomenal pictures and things like that. And I know about like SEO and all that stuff to get it, get it at the top of the, the rankings. So um, it actually, it, it moved very quickly and 
we started getting bookings right away. So I was like, wow, this is much easier than I thought. Um, and it's, it's been a great investment so far. That's beautiful, man. How was it kind of like, um, you know, like season by season, like, I, I wouldn't even know where to start, like trying to like, you know, run numbers on like a short term rental, like, is there kind of a, a fluctuation between like the different seasons and like how, like, like the rentability of it and like kind of the demand and stuff like that? Yeah, so it can be, it definitely can be depending on where you have it. So ours is up in Conway, which is like right outside the White Mountains. I, I, it might be in the White Mountains, but so we figured, cause like Conway is a very popular place of New Hampshire. Cause it's, it's basically all four seasons. Um, in the summer, you get the river. So people float and kayak canoe the river. Um, and then in the winter you have like uh, Cranmore, which is in North Conway, um, Attitash Mountain, Wildcat, like all these mountains that you can ski and snowboard. And, and there's a bunch out there like within like 45 minutes. So in the winter, it's, it's popular too. In the fall, you get the leaf uh, changes and leaf peepers and everything. And so we, you really want to pick a market that is as full for season as possible, you know. Uh, but there's different strategies like people um, that get short-term rentals in the city. If it's near like a hospital, they can get like traveling nurses or if it's near a big oh, venue, wow. you can get concert goers or if it's near the train or things like that, or just in any like really popular area, you're going to get bookings. So, but ours, we wanted like a vacation, like mountain spot that we can escape to every month. That's cool. I like that a lot, man. Yeah. How um how did like the financing go for something like that? Like was it like a like vacation, like a second home type of thing or Yeah, it was a it was a second home vacation home loan which up until recently you could put down 10%. But they actually changed it because everyone was using that loan and buying Airbnbs and making crazy money off them. <laughs> so they made it I think it's like a higher percentage and you have to put at least 20% down. So, but we, I mean, we put 20% down anyway, cause we wanted a lower monthly payment. Mm -hmm. And then what we did was like going back to leveraging real estate, leveraging, we leveraged our multifamily and we pulled the HELOC on that and um, used some of that HELOC money for renovations I love that, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of it. Like, and we, you know, once rates drop again, we're going to, we'll either cash out refire, or pull another HELOC on our short-term rental and then dump it into another short-term rental. Nice. I love it, man. Like that's yeah. like, you know, tying back to what we were talking about earlier. Like it's, uh, it's, it's incredible, you know, to be able to like do stuff like that and like just keep rolling everything forward and like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's it's the way you can do it with real estate. It's it's like a hidden gem that like <laughs> wealthy know about and everyone wants to do. It's like mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a foolproof. It's like you know, over time, no matter what, real estate dips and goes down a little bit, but overall, it goes up. Yep. Like no matter what. Yeah. So it's like, if you're holding on to these properties, even if you pay too much, if you're holding on for the long run, you're going to make some money. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's one thing, 
in addition, you know, that I, I really love about this game, man, is like it's it's a very forgiving asset class. So like even if, like you said, you know, like maybe, you know, like you don't buy right or or, you know, whatever that means to, to each person, like for their criteria or whatever. Um, or, you know, like you get kicked around a little bit with like CapEx stuff or, you know, like just events that come up, like if you have it for the long term, like everything's probably going to be okay in the end, you know, and you're probably still going to do pretty well. Exactly. Yeah, it's wow. <laughs> no, it's great. It, it really is like, I'm, I'm like addicted to everything real estate now too. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> it's like my, my broker, Tom Caffarella um he's great and he talks real estate all day so you can you can text him call him whenever send deals his way like he's always willing to talk shop talk real estate so that's really motivating for me he puts on events as well um and it's just when it's all around you it's just you just you're engulfed in it and you just learn so much totally man 100 percent yeah. So Steve, how do you define wealth? Wealth to me is being able to do whatever you want to do at any time and not have to worry about finances. Yeah. So, and that's why like, wealth to me is passive income. So like my definition of the, my dream life in which I'm working towards is have enough multifamilies and short-term rentals that I make enough money passively. And then I have free time. It's not like I have to be in the office for those things. I make money when I sleep, I get a check every month or every stay, uh, which to me is amazing. And then, so if I, I want all my income to be passively, like I have this number in mind, if I can, if I can net $250,000 a year strictly passively, then, you know, that's my, that's my first goal right there is to, to hit that number. And I, I wouldn't have too many worries after that. I love it, man. I, I couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah. Definitely. You know, like that's, that's well to me is, is, is time, you know, Yeah. having time to do whatever you want. I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's so true, man. I, I definitely agree. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, I guess how like society sets everything up, you know what I mean? Like you just go to school, you go to college, get the job, hopefully retire when you're 65 ish or whatever. And that's it, you know, but like this, you know, like entrepreneurship, investing real estate type of stuff you know allows you to kind of throw a, a curveball into that and potentially like change everything for the better man and it's it's um yeah you know it's uh it's crazy you know and like almost yeah. like literally like buying your life back you know to be able to like enjoy it with the people that you love and like yeah. you know do the activities that that you really want to and exactly that's what real estate is it's funny you say like the traditional way of thinking and that's how like i'd say 90 plus percent of people think because they're like okay let me get this steady job that i don't even like and i'll work my ass off until i'm 65 and then i can retire and do 
whatever I want. And it's so backwards. Like, first of all, a lot of people don't make it that far. And, you know, you want to have the good times when you're young and it's like, Oh, you know, save up your money, save it up. But now it's like with uh, inflation, we, we all know our money's going down if it's in the bank, you know what I mean? So it's like, with real estate, it's it's like the opposite. If you can if you set it up passively, you can free yourself up some time while you're younger and do the things you want to do. Because it's funny, like I have I had a few retirement accounts, and I'm like I recently because I was like, I don't to me getting this money when I'm 65 does doesn't excite me at all, mm-hmm. like even if it's like, oh, it grows exponentially to a million dollars with only this amount a month. I'm like, well, I can grow way quicker to a million dollars with real estate 30 years before I hit 65. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. so that's, that's my main focus now. I'm, I'm focusing on the now and growing it that way then rather than when I retire. The I like that a lot. Way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that a lot, man, you know, and there was actually, um, there was a woman that I, I met a long time ago, who um, had a, a very, very big impact, you know, on, on she kind of taught me a lot about like entrepreneurship and investing and stuff like that. And I remember one of the the many things that, um, you know, that, that kind of changed the game for me that she said, was that, you know, she had all this money and like retirement accounts and stuff like that. And she took it out in a very early, you know, like 30 something years early. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, like she did, you know, kind of get stuck with like the withdrawal penalties and like the state taking their portion and, you know, all the all the fun stuff. But like she ended up like using that money. And I believe she probably put it into like a either a property or a business. And like basically it, it just ch- kind of changed the game. You know what I mean? And yeah. like now, like she literally like travels around the country you know and just like visiting people and like living this like really crazy life and everything and i'm like yeah i I don't blame you at all (laughs) you know like to even if like you know you can take out that kind of money like and just think for the now because you can do a lot more in the now than just kind of putting it on the back burner and like all right like hopefully the stock market doesn't crash and like everything's cool and you know like (laughs) yeah it's such a crazy concept of like oh setting yourself up in 30 or 40 years like we could die today there's no guarantees like that's a waste of money in my eyes if you plan on spending it when you're old yeah it's like do it now spend it on real estate i mean historically everything says the return on real estate is so much bigger Yep. You know, like no matter what, especially if you're doing multifamilies and things like that. So, I mm-hmm. mean, that's what I, that's what I plan on doing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And I mean, the other aspect too, being like the control, you know, like just kind of, I don't know, man, like letting somebody else control, you know, hopefully like when I could retire and you know how much I could have like something about that I don't really like no, <laughs> you know everything just, about that I don't like exactly <laughs> you know? and they say like 401k is like the government can take as much as they want or they can get dissolved and pensions are getting dissolved it's like 
I don't want to depend on anyone else. No. If I have a bunch of real estate in my name, that's mine. Yep. And you it's- know, I can do, and it'll be paid off by the time I'm that age. So I'll have all that money anyway with some crazy cash flow on them. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. So I got one more question for you, my friend. And that question is, do you read? And what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? Or a podcast, YouTube, like anything at all. (laughs) I do read and I do podcasts. And like this last year, I dove into it so much more because I'm a, I'm a huge music guy. Like I love music. I always have like all day, every day, but like, I'm like, I need to learn more. Like all this music I listen to, I could be getting a, a formal education. <laughs> so um, the book that set it off for me in which I hear it from a lot of people in this industry is rich dad, poor dad. And that book literally is a life changer. Everyone says it, but they say it for a reason because it just changes your mindset in a very understandable way yeah. on how to invest in assets and not liabilities, AKA invest in multifamilies and not single families. So that was a game changer for me. Um, and from there, I, I read a lot of books that um, bigger pockets, cause like I said earlier, bigger pockets, my favorite podcast by far. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. I learned so much from them. And um, I actually just started reading David Green's book, his Burr book. Ooh, I haven't read that one. Oh, oh, do you know the Burr method? I do. I just haven't read his book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he wrote, I I guess he coined the term and he wrote the book on it. Um, So I'm reading that now. I'm also reading another book about, um, it's called Flip by Nick uh, Ruiz. And it's all about flipping and, stuff like that, wholesaling, uh, which is good. So yeah, I like to, uh, I like to learn. That's solid. Yeah. I, I absolutely love the bigger pockets books, man. I, I definitely bought quite a few of those and, and love those dearly. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm reading, um, the, uh, the multifamily millionaire, like the volume two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, actually, I started volume one. I gotta get, I gotta get back into it. It's on my desk at my, in my office. So it's like one of those books I pick up, read a couple pages, but I need to dive back into it because so far it's been fantastic. Oh, totally. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those books are really good, man. Even um, David Green's book sold for agents. I don't know if you've read that one, but that's, that's another really good one. A lot of like really cool tips in there. Yeah. Um, trying to think of the other ones, the Raisin Private Capital book. I forget who wrote that one. The Bigger Pockets one. That one's a wicked good one too. Um, yeah, anything in bigger pockets, you can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. I'm look at my book stash now. Yeah. Um, oh, Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant. That one was great too. That's like the second one to Rich Dad Poor Dad. That that one's phenomenal. I bought that one a while back, and I haven't um I haven't read it yet. That one's on my list of books to pick up eventually. <laughs> yeah, it, it just dives deeper into like the whole process. It's good. It's really good. I love it. That's great, man. Yeah. Steve, thank you so, so much for coming on here, man. That was absolutely killer. Where, um, where thank I'm you for talking... having me. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, man. We're on um... episode 101. I'm honored, bro. Oh, <laughs> it means a lot, man. It does. 
Hell yeah. We're on, um, we're on like social media and stuff. Can you be found, man? Like anything at all? Like I'll put it all below. <laughs> yeah. So I have, um, so Instagram's like my main thing at, um, at Stephen Kenny. And I also have a separate real estate page at Stephen Kenny Real Estate. Stephen with the V, K E N N Y. Um, so Instagram's my main thing. I also have a YouTube channel, uh, Stephen Kenny. So try to keep it all, keep it all the same. But um, that's about it. Yeah. Like and as far as like my real estate agent, you can find me on Google, you can find me on Zillow, all under my name. So I'm pretty much everywhere I need to be. I'm not on TikTok though. I refuse to get into, <laughs> get into the TikTok world. You know? uh, anything on there is not me. <laughs> I love it, man. TikTok's yeah. really interesting because it's like I've I've put up like videos and stuff on there, and like I was putting like the highlight clips from like the podcasts on there, and like I want to do it more and stuff. But I don't know. I I deleted it for a while, and then I got back into it, and. I don't know. I don't know about TikTok, man. Still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Everyone's all iffy about it. I mean, they tell they tell you like to be on all social media, but I don't know. It, they they all distract me so much. I'm like, I can't use another distraction. Yeah. You know that's what I was with. That's what I was with TikTok, man. Like my buddy sends me like a, a ton of them all the time. Like just like stupid stuff. You know what I mean? And they. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the the consuming. You know it. It really um whatever they do, man, like they do a really good job of like sucking you in, you know? And like, I had to delete the app for a while. Cause I'm really like sitting there for a while. I'm like, Holy crap. Like a half hour just went by. Like, Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> hey, it can be used for good. If, uh, if you're learning from it, but a lot of the time it's just like, just like random videos that draw you in and you want to send it to everyone. It's just like, Oh man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, thank you. Thank you so, so much again, Steve. That was amazing. This is great, man. Great talk as always. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.